by working harder than everyone else who said they wanted it, but didn't work hard enough to get it. Welcome to Zai to Inspire Podcast. I'm Jerome. I'm a youth mentor, entrepreneur, and I'm here to bring in my life, bring in my world, drop a lot of jewels and a lot of gems. If you take 20% of what I say and apply it, you definitely made some change in your life. So I'm back with another episode of the podcast. Um, it's been a great year so far. Um, been super busy for like the next quarter. So yeah, a lot of stuff planned. Obviously, now it goes. I'm kind of run down what I've been doing. What I, um do without the week without the month so basically um got these youth projects that's the main thing that i'm doing um in the next half term so that will be 29th of may to the 2nd of june doing table tennis on the monday um sorry i do the basketball on the monday table tennis tuesday uh football following day and then we do a tournament end of the week um so that'll be a good week so any young people from 12 to 15, any parents with kids from 12 to 15, definitely will be operating in the borough of Ealing. Um, and if it's successful, we definitely want to expand in Hillingdon, Hounslow, Hammersmith and Brent. Um, like I said, we do uh, these sports, but again, everyone wants to add sports that they feel of interest to some youth. We work with the youth, um, we do sports and mentoring together. So we use it as a tool to um, engage and, and a way to obviously um create something that's enjoyable um for them to do with each other and with adults so yeah obviously we always need support we need help we need uh new mentors so d2y is getting some mentors slash coaches so even if you don't have a um, sports interest if you're just passionate about working with the youth we can do everything else so there's free stage vetting process and in-house training so the in-house training will conduct of safeguarding child protection youth work challenging behavior you must be 18 to 25 years old um, with a DBS check. You can do it through us or you can do it yourself, but put it on the update service. I think it's about £13 a year. Definitely worth it because once it's done, it's enhanced DBS. Plus, you don't have to keep doing DBS. It's just updated automatically. Um, so the aim really is to work in the community and school-based mentoring um, for children and young people. So we go in primary and secondary schools. Um, if you work with us, you will get a trial day between four to six hours. Travel expenses be paid um, after, so bring receipts and we can obviously subsidise it. And a, a small lunch will be provided for the day you come in with us and for the children too. So any parents, um, we have a budget and we basically can feed the child for the time they're there. Um, just got to fill out a form, stuff like that, dietary form. Um, so yeah, so our next dates for recruitment will be, we've moved them slightly, will be the end of this month. So it'll be the 31st of May to the 31st of August. Um, again, you can do your own DBS online. Go to the government website, uh, request copy criminal record, or you can just do it through us. Not a problem. Um, we've got our own in-house person that does our DBSs. Just takes at least a while for it to come through before you start working with young people. Um, obviously, yeah, like I'm a creative, and recently, you know, I've got back into like making music. Like all the stuff I put in my podcast is very old. So yeah, just like got my little pad now. You know, a little drum pad sequence so i'm gonna start like creating some ideas um yeah just being creative again i think i want this next couple of months just to be creative you know what i mean and the next thing i'm gonna drop is the book i've been talking about for a while why conversations matter i've been triggered i have a conversations and really realizing that this book really needs to come out um so yeah audio again audio book audio notes so you know putting audio notes in my on my phone convert it to my computer transcript it you know, it's a process, but it's going to be a real good book. I've got the cover. Um, I've got 
a sample of a context page done. So it's just about kind of piecing together all of the audio notes and kind of structuring it so it makes sense. Um, amazing book, just about conversations and it's in the title, Why They Matter. You know, we, we are this, we're social creatures by nature. Um, even though people want to be lone wolves so they say they don't like people, they at the end of the day, we need to talk to survive. You know, we're based on conversations. Every relationship is based on consistent conversations, people going out, you know, it's just the conversations, you know, even from phone calls as well. They have to be in person. So I break that down, break down, talking to strangers, there's so many different levels to it. Um, and again, I've studied as well. I've read books and stuff about conversations. So it kind of sparked my interest to write a book. Uh, the first two two things that I think that started the book was really um, why conversations with friends. Um, again, I'm very observant. And, you know, just watching two friends speak is way different than watching two people have an interview, right? Um, so I was just really fascinated about that. And then um, I saw someone reading that book, The Conversation With Friends, and then I just saw people talking. Then I was like, okay, cool. Let me just understand this on a different psychological level. So I read this book called um, The Science of Conversation by Elizabeth Stoke. That inspired me to feel like this girl's English. Most of the books I read are from Americans. Um and she was an English woman who studied conversations and stuff. So I'm incorporating some of the what she, you know, put in her book and some of her own stuff. Um, it'd be really good uh, rather than autobiography. I think that's later on down the line um, when I made it, not on the come up. I think that's good when you've got to the top of the mountain. Um, so, yeah, so apart from that, I'm going to basically pick up the book uh, in the next couple of months, I would say, at least a month or two. I've got a few trips planned. Um, that I'm working on going away um, you know I like travelling open your mind up again inspiration too so yeah I'm going away a couple of times this year just like milestones you know you go away you work hard you go away for a small time come back you know so yeah man like that's the main things that I'm working on obviously because I'm getting back into music slightly and doing my youth mentoring projects um, yeah man and launching this um mobile car wash um so yeah it's about really creating systems that work for you and that's basically what i'm trying to do i'm not trying to you know work over and over and over and over and over again you know you're gonna do things once and get paid forever so you know systems work people fail you know and i don't want this episode just to be about that but what i'm saying is if you trade the time for money forever and i'm a man talking because i'm doing it right you're never gonna get ahead it's what you do with the money it's really what you do with the money you could do any job in the world you could do multiple jobs, but what you do with the money, what you're working for, what are you trying to achieve long term? You know, not everybody, I don't think now anyway, especially with young people, like they feel like go to school, go to college, go to uni and then get a degree and then get a career and get a mortgage. They don't want to do that anymore. I think the world's changing. The internet has made things different for people to try different things. Um, and it's just a new world, you know, you don't have to go to university, young people, because this is a youth mentoring project as well, um, that I do, I always tell people the truth and the honesty, where we are today, um, everyone has different life paths, you know, I think that school is the first system or the first structure where they say, okay, everyone has to follow this path, go this direction, like everybody, but everyone has different upbringings, everyone has different families, everyone has different cultures, and everyone thinks different, everyone has different perspectives, so, how do you expect somebody to just do what another person does? I don't think no one should beat themselves up because they're not where they want to be or they're not where society said they should be or they haven't got this by this age. It's all just nonsense pressure. Like, 
I think the worst thing you can do is do something because that's what you feel that needs to be done. Do what you feel right. You got your own gut feeling. You got your own mind, and don't try and be like everybody else. That's the biggest thing. We're all born in original. Don't die copy. But how many people do? How many people fear being alone or fear being different? I feel like I don't know, man. Just do what you feel is right and what you want to do. Um, that's the most important thing. So, um, yeah, all I'm saying is that you know, you got a, end of the day, you got one life, man. So you don't have to live it by somebody else's decisions. You're gonna live and die by your own decisions if you don't make it. And if you do, then it's you know it's great. And if you don't, you can move on, go to the next. So I look at it like you know, you do what you want to do because ultimately, as humans, we just want to do what we want to do. Um. And that's basically all I gotta say, because um, I won't be doing why I, what I'm doing even now. Like apart from the pod and the book and all this stuff, I'm doing a documentary called Behavior, Attitude, and Mindset. We just started filming for this um, documentary. We done it up in um, Acton Community Gardens. Um, it was good. It was really good to actually get started. And perseverance is the key. That's why I learned is patience and perseverance is like all you need, you know, and um, yeah, if you push through, you get there in the end, man. This is a fact. Um, yeah, man, it's just grind, 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 grind season, man. Like, I want all my ideas to materialize and I want to inspire people around me. I want to put out stuff that I'm doing. And um, anyone's scared, anyone who wants to do something, just do it because life's short and you're going to regret it. You're going to be more regretful at the end of your life for things you, you didn't do. Then you did oh, do. Okay, hi, I'm Lee. Yes, love, love, love. <laughs> I All feel right. like I'm a bit more confident this time than I was the last time I was <laughs> love here. It, love it, uh, Which is really good. And uh, yeah, so it's been a minute, brother. Yeah, man. You know, time. we haven't been here for... That's you better like this. I feel it like is. it's better. It's like when you well, always go down to dating, but when you see when I see someone, I don't like to like sit across the table from them. Yeah. It seems very interrogating. But when I sit next to somebody... It feels very different. It's I don't know how to explain it. It's just do you know what? Intimacy is a part of everything, you know, and it's just the level of intimacy that you have with someone. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, being close, I feel different already just sitting here. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, yeah we're yeah. having a conversation rather than like an interrogation. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, you know, like an interview or something. So, so yeah. What I've just done, I've just run down what I've been doing for like recently so you can do the same thing. Like, okay. How have you been and what you've been up to, basically? Ooh, how have I been? So, I've been... Um, I've been surviving, you know, like my highs have been so high mm. and my lows have been so low. Serious. Um, wow. Yeah, honestly. Um, so we'll go with the highs. Yeah. So on the highs, so since I've seen you last, what have I been doing? So um, my first ever interview, um, I remember I said to you that I was doing my first interview with you before I started doing it with anyone else. Yeah, yeah. So I did an um, interview with Raphael Rowe. Oh, yeah, yeah, which was just so amazing. Um, I feel like, yeah, that was the start for me. Yeah, yeah. Of um, just, you know, just accepting where I am, you know, the new journey. Um, so that interview went out. My, my TikTok has been doing really well as well. Okay. Um, a lot of people have been reaching out, nice, which nice. is, you know, it makes me know that what I'm doing is worth it. It's working. You know, it's definitely working. Um, with my work, so I'm a, I'm a volunteer peer mentor for an organisation um, that deals with lots of different types of people, um, especially people that have come out of prison. So it's an experience-led organisation, and um, I managed to get myself um, a really good like position there. And I should be developing and um, 
facilitating workshops for the young people soon. See, um, so what age are you doing? From, I think it's 11 to... 11 to 15. Oh, so secondary school close age. to my age group. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, it is yeah. kind of your age group. Yeah, I do 12 to 15. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that's my age group, like year nine, eight, Yeah, so, ten. so yeah. yeah. So I developed a, a um, an, an awareness course, like a conflict and leadership awareness course. <laughs> nice, and, nice. You know, presented it to the team and they was quite impressed. It was like, you mm. know, and it was just a lot for me because I'm just like, I've just come into this place. I'm like a volunteer. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I don't really understand how the volunteer sector works. Do you get what I mean? So it was just like... So you saying volunteer, so obviously it's not a paid role. It's not a paid role, no, but um, it's like what I've been getting out of that, you'd think I was making millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that <laughs> like, you, money, I think we always measure things in money and the importance of it. And, but, um, you know, sometimes you have to do something for the opportunity. Absolutely. Not yeah. just about the money, because you think about it, like you, you say, oh, well, you're not paying me, so I'm not doing it. Absolutely. All the stuff you just done wouldn't even happen if you think about, oh, I need money. Absolutely. Even me, I do youth mentoring on Sundays, yeah. volunteer as well. Yeah, you see. It's capped at like certain hours. So I only do like what, what one or two hours a week, right? Yeah. So I don't devote like an eight hour day. But yeah. it's volunteer. But I, I think that everyone, anyway, this is just a message. Even young people, put yourself out there, man, because that if you volunteer and you do it for free, then and you do well, then definitely like along the line somewhere you're gonna start getting paid for it. But I think if you start with the money, I don't think that's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, it doesn't. In and my I, opinion. And I and I totally agree with you, brother, because my whole life I've been that way. Like, yeah, the job, the money. Same. Yeah, you yeah. know, I was ne- you could have never got me to do voluntary work. I'm like, me work for free. But do you know what? It's been so rewarding. So I I was able to meet um the current Labour leader, Keir Starmer. Sick, sick. Yeah, I yeah, had a yeah, had yeah. a I wouldn't say it was an interview, but it, I had a conversation with him, you know, quite an intimate conversation. Is he like part of Southwark then? Um, he is, so because he's a Labour leader, he, he's not as part of Southwark, but as the Labour leader, he came to the organisation to focus on some of the projects that we run. Okay. Um, one of them nice, was nice. Um, f- fighting against violence for women, basically. Domestic violence, yeah. Yeah, domestic violence and things like that. So we have projects that... that um, cover that so he came to look at that and then he also came to look at where I work which is a pantry um, okay. which is a service that we provide for people on low income yeah, you know so. people that are struggling with the cost of living crisis um, and yeah so I just explained you know my journey how I got into the organisation you know what my plans are and it, and it went really well and it was like I didn't realise how big that was mm. until I came away from that situation when you're in it because I was just at work I'm just like yeah everyone's yeah, yeah, there yeah. and then a couple of days later everyone's like oh my god like <laughs> you you know you got to meet Kirsten and I'm thinking yeah but is it that you know is it that big deal is it that but it was yeah. a it was yeah. a big deal you know yeah. I just come into the organization How anybody could have them? done that I've been there since I'd say November maybe okay November cool. yeah I started and is there a time spent with the volunteering or is it just going to last on for hours well what it is is that my volunteer position is there because I'm doing my advice and guidance um okay. nvq level three so in that you have to have a volunteer position okay, so you can get your observations done so you you know so you can show that you actually know how to do the work mm. so this voluntary position should be up in june however they're not they're like you know we want you to stay we're trying to find mm. you like a paid role that's good you know so they're very on to, on to trying to you know help me excel and find paid roles um what else have i done i've done oh yeah and i've also been sitting on some panels as well um, which are all really, you know, for me, this is all all new stuff for me, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's exciting. Yeah, I love it. That's what you're meant to do. That's and you know what's so funny? I spoke to someone two days ago, and she was like, "You're going through another transition, Leona." Mm, I'm like, mm. what do you mean? She's like, 
this is who you are, you know, because I was talking about my charity and I was like, yeah, yeah. I've let, you know, I've never asked anyone for nothing. <laughs> I don't want to be begging. And, yeah. you know, I was really skeptical about putting my ad on my platform. And she's like, this is who you are, you know, like mm. you are this person in it. And I'm mm. like, do you know what? I am this person. You know, I am the CEO of my new charity. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I am the mentor. Yeah, so. I am that person. Mm. So, so yeah. That's the highs. I don't want to talk about it, but what's the lows? Because <sighs> the lows is what builds you, like you said about the strength earlier in the other, other episode. What are the lows? Do we have to talk about it? Because sometimes we don't talk about the lows. Okay, the lows. So we'll go back to... So in between the high and the low. So in February, February was my is my release month, yeah? Okay. So um, you guys check out my my tiktok so the name on tiktok at the moment is exclusive crafts and the other one is reasonings with empress lee crafts. yeah but i'm just it's because i had a shop on there yeah I remember. so so i'm still yeah. trying to figure out how to yeah, get yeah. the shop name off but um i did a tiktok and it was about it was a tiktok live about why i got seven extra days yeah because february was quite a hard month for me it was the month that i came home you know that i went into prison i came home it was also the month that i lost my uncle mm. um it's just quite a significant month so this year i was like okay like we've got through february like i feel good you know i'm feeling in a different place and then april comes and obviously mm. as you know um it was the memorial of our brother who passed in 2020 which in we haven't really well i personally haven't had a chance to you know Process, it. process that you yeah, know yeah, with yeah. my family with dad and stuff like that so mm. i planned uh i went to see dad and i planned a um a memorial for byron okay which would have taken place on the 21st of april which mm. was the day that he died um <laughs> so from the first of april like so from the beginning of april i think shaka died so yeah, shaka, yeah so obviously when I, I remember i went to dad's on the sunday do you remember when i, I think i spoke to you though we didn't cross paths but i think i came after you came yeah so i spoke so i went to see dad on the sunday and i was like dad you know like we're doing this thing for byron maybe you should invite shaka you know it'd be nice to have your friend there you know that's dad's one of his closest friends ever in this world mm, mm. and um by the tuesday i think he he had passed oh wow so the lo the low started from there it was like okay dad's now in i got i gotta focus on my dad now mm. you know like he's already lost his mum and his dad you know and he's you know there's other stuff going on and now his best friend's done mm. so it's like and then now we're trying to plan a memorial for his son it's just like oh this is a it's lot, a lot yeah. so um so yeah so by the by the next day um unfortunately i lost my cousin from my mum's side um yeah he died quite suddenly and that was on the thursday so he died the day before byron oh wow at two years later it was just like this is a lot and then because so my whole point about byron's memorial is that by the time i figured out the dates i realized that shaka's nine night was gonna be on the oh, friday on friday okay. so it was like no memorial mm. now shaka's dead and my cousin's dead Mm. And and and, and. Yeah, and. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, fine, we process this, and then I think the following week, I'm, if I'm honest with you, I'd have to get my diary. People are dropping out like flies around me, you know, like this is, yeah, people are just dropping like flies, and it's just so hard to process. And then on top of people f passing after that, I had more memorials of people that had passed either just oh, as wow. i've come home like my good yeah. friend Fletter, big up Fletter, like i love mm. that guy so much mm. um and yeah it, it just goes on and on and on and you know and it's just been that way since april like we're now in may may's been like a really horrible Bruh. month like 
I just want so ev- far May's been what? May's been terrible. Has it? It's wow. been the highs have been high. I mean, but personally, but then low. professionally, it's hard, isn't it? Because you got the prefer- I look at it like you got a professional life and a personal life, and yeah. you have to, in a weird way, forget the personal life and focus on professional. Yeah, and um, I and I tend to try and do that, but it's hard because it's in your mind. But it's hard because yeah, it's just yeah. in your mind, you know. But you know, you 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 move. You you have to move. You like, have to, man. I've had so much experience of this. I just feel like it's so important to talk about it um, when it comes up. So, how do you grieve? I think I touched on this the last time. So, me personally, what I do is that I I take the things that that you know people have passed in my life. I take the things that they taught me. Yeah. I try to focus on what did you teach me? You know, what are the things that I got from you? And I apply it to my life. Mm. Like granddad, for example. Mm. I have a very stern way about me. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that, yeah. you know, and when I'm like that, I think uh, it's him. Mm. You know, I have granddad in me, you know. Mm, yeah, Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. literally. literally. And um, I think it's just that way with others. Like my godmother, I take her cooking. You know, she taught me how to cook mutton and little things you know so i i have a picture of her above my cooker and i'm not gonna lie i feel like she's i feel like there's magic that happens because the something's going on with my food at the moment and i think that's the positive side to it i look at it like for me i look at again the influence they had on my life the things i can take away from that they taught me and the sad thing is you're never gonna see them again but that's just i'm a spiritual guy anyway that's just the flesh in it that's just the body like Spiritually, we live forever. I believe that anyway. Yeah, but that's the selfish part. You know, like when people, from pers- everything I'm saying is personal, isn't it? It's my point of view. Yeah. So, like when people pass away, is, you know, you have people that are like, oh my God, you know, why did this have to happen? But mm. I, I'm a very big believer that every um, everyone has a purpose in life and God has a purpose for everyone in this life. And death is that like, we're going to die. Yeah, and death is inevitable. It's like, it's a surprise. I could die, you could die. Our parents could. I even process. Even though it's not good, the process the point of like, why is it not good? Oh, my dad, my dad and mum were never gonna be here, and I'm like, oh man, like, all right, but why am I thinking about that? But they're old, so obviously I'm gonna think about that now because it could happen any day. They're not sick or nothing, but I'm just saying, like, I'm processing, like, yeah, I'm gonna have to just live without my parents. Like, I'm I'm big now, it's cool, but I'm saying that that day is gonna have to come. Even when dad goes, we're gonna have to come together, and like, that's gonna be an emotional day. Absolutely, but you also have to realise the dynamics of everyone's family and how different they are. And what my advice to anyone is that I'd, I understand from a big family that not all siblings get along, parents, whatever, aunties, however, you mm. know what I mean? But when you do see people die in the way that they are, and I've seen the other side, you know, when people are there and this families are separated, mum don't talk to dad, mm. sister don't, you know. And they forget about the, the, you know, the process of just that space of time, that, what, 12 weeks of you know that person dying and allowing them to just rest in peace do you think about that like if your mom goes like what are you gonna do i think about everyone i don't even think about myself dying wow. i think about if i die tomorrow let me be real i think about i think about dying all the time and i think it's important for me to do that for myself because yeah. of the way i am what I, are you i'm thinking not asking about anyone to think when that. you say you're thinking about dying what do you, what are you thinking about? all right so what i think about i think about my life so i think about if i die tomorrow what would that look like Mm. And I can honestly say, if I die tomorrow, I would be, I would die a very happy woman mm. because I've done nothing but show love mm. it throughout my whole life. And that love is now showing itself to me in the physical form. Makes sense. So, I, and this is just something that I can say for me because I can see it. So what people maybe need to do is go into your life and look at your life and think, right, if you wasn't here tomorrow, mm. you know, what would it look like? Yeah. You know, what would it look like? Really and truly, what mm. would it? 
And it, it, so when you said, you know, don't think about your parents. No, I am going to do that. Why? Because my own sister lost her mum, you know, at a young age. And I watched my sister go through a lot emotionally, mentally, physically. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, and that yeah, destroyed yeah. her mm. because it wasn't something that she'd ever... She, you know, sometimes you think you can have an argument with someone and they're going to be there. And it's not... That's not reality. Yeah. Do you understand? My, my cousin, I was ignoring phone calls from him, you know, Six. believing that I'll call him back this next month this or something. But there's it. no callback. And the day, can you imagine the day that I actually called his phone? I swear to God, half an hour later, my mum called me and said, um, your cousin's in an injurious coma. I said, mum, I just called him. Right. I had, he popped in my head that morning. Mm. I was like, bro, where's, where's cuz? And then, and that happened. So yeah, so that's, death is not, um, not something that I've, I am scared of. It's not something that I shy away from, but I try to process and understand how is that going to look? You know, even when we think about dad, it's like, how is that going to look? You know, because it, it could end up really bad depending on sense? how, depending sense? on how the relationship is between the siblings in the sense of, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> responsibilities, you know. I think arranging the funeral is going to be hard. I think everybody wants to do, <coughs> you've got a lot of strong, especially the women, there's a lot of strong women. So I can easily, or I can not in a bad way. I can see like women maybe wanting to do more. Maybe we only got one dad, so and I hard. disagree. Everyone's gonna. You think no one's gonna be like, everyone's gonna do their own thing. No one's gonna be. Like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Because <coughs> that's because I just went for a funeral, and you know, funerals. Everybody wants to do their bit. Because we only got one funeral. Even when my auntie passed, like my cousin was annoyed because she didn't. She wanted more responsibilities because she felt she was there more when her mum died towards the end and they wasn't and all this stuff. So that you never and get that, that. You never get that back. Because you could be like, oh, well, we're doing it now. And, you know, if you miss something, you, could, you only get one funeral, like I said. So, Well, I don't, I don't know. That's a hard one because I've, I fully understand that and I've seen this. I've been on. I've been the outside person watching this in other people's lives. That people pass, and the people that was there, um, like immediately. All right, I'm gonna use my. <coughs> sorry, I need my friend. <coughs> I'm gonna use my friend for an, as an example. Yeah. So, my friend. I was with him every single day. Until I went to jail, I was with that. I was with that guy every day, like every mm. other day. I yeah. used to. I lived with him at one stage. I used to bath oh, him. Okay. Like I used to. He had multiple sclerosis, right? So I did a lot of things to look after him. However, he had sisters. Um, he had a girlfriend as well at the time, who I know. But he had sisters that didn't know me. Yeah, they'd never been at the house when I was at the house. The only person that knew me was the mum, mm. right? And and the uncle. So when he passed. I wasn't involved. I, I, you know, me and the mum had a conversation. No, let me. No, that's a lie. So, when he passed, I did it. I was involved in everything. I was. Okay. I did the. You know, the the run to the, the register office to register the death. You know, I was a part of that. I was a part of. You know, visiting him in the morgue. I was a part of the important things. Yeah. yeah because yeah. to her, it was important for me to be there. As much as yes, he had his sisters and his family, but in the in the stages of his life that. Where he was, that's the people that matter. And I think it's really hard to push people out of those places because they are the ones that are there. You know, it's, even when you have people that are in relationships, you know, and they may not be getting on and they have fights or arguments and they end up leaving the home and then that person may die. You know, what happens to the, for example, let's say, let's say like a baby father dies and baby mm. father and baby mother have an argument, right? And then he moves out, for example, and then he dies. What happens then? What happens to her? Because mm. that's where he's been. 
yeah. for the whole of his life. Do you understand? Mm. So it's, it's a catch-22 because in the last, you know, in the last stages of that person's life, he may not have been with her, but he's been with her for that long that time. period. Yeah. Of, you know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's a hard one. I just feel like people need to understand when people die, it's not about you. Mm. Take yourself out of it. If you know that there's certain dynamics, figure a way to sort that out for yourself. Like nobody owns the dead, innit? So mm-hmm. if you want to do doves and family, just do the doves, innit? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no yeah. one can't tell you that you can't bring doves. Yeah. You want to do like your special reef or you want to, you know, wear a t-shirt. I put, I like with my cousin, I made my own jumper. I think everyone's tired of that jumper now. I've been wearing it. <laughs> Literally, but I made my own jumper yeah, because... Yeah, yeah. That was the representation for, for my brother. I never consulted anybody. I never called mum, sister, and be like, oh, you know, should I get a batch of them? It was like, no, because I'm getting, I know why I got it, because it's, it's my cousin. It's not my brother. It's not my son. It's my cousin. And it was based on our relationship. And I don't agree with burying. I just want to get cremated, because it's like, yeah, going towards like a soil and, uh, you know, putting flowers down and trying to upkeep it. Just feel like a lot of people don't go to gravesides. Some people do. They do like once a year, whatever. But I just don't feel obligated to go anywhere. So for me personally, I just want to get cremated. I just put it out there. I understand that. I've yeah. I've been to a lot of um, burials. How how? I feel like when it comes to those things, when it was happening, when I when I was seeing burials, it was a lot to do with um, tragic, like ch- like young people. Like when my friend died, like big up Lee, man, like rest in peace, big mm. Lee. Like he died in two thousand. 2000 isn't it or 2001 and he was was the first person I ever saw buried but I'll tell you this right I I visit that he said he's buried up in Grove Park by Grandad and every time I used to go and see Grandad I would like it was religious I'll just go and sit in there and sit with Lee Mm. so at 14 up till now that resting place has been like a saving grace for me um, throughout my life but then there's some people I don't know. It's a hard one. It's a hard one because um, I think older people shouldn't be buried. I think what older people, they should be cremated and people should really use those ashes and make jewellery and make proper, mem- you know, things that are memorable that even you can kids keep as well, like, forever. If, if, God forbid a child dies. I don't think ch- children should be buried either. I don't, I just don't agree with that bit, but everyone's, yeah. Everyone's, you know, it's when you understand what it is, because you say that and I just think about burning of a child and I'm like, nah. Mm. you know but at the same time if you if you you know with the ground that's it you know you're bound there but if you choose to leave the country or whatever or something like that then that's you you know it's you you know what it's a it's an open conversation it's a good i think we should um it would be a good thing to do on my tiktok to be fair because look at grand look at our our family land yeah so everyone's fighting to keep this land because our great grandmother's buried on there yeah if she weren't buried there they wouldn't want the land they would just let it go yeah. But she's buried there, mm, and then yeah. Uncle George was like, "Me now dig up, I bring a girl Ochi." So it's gonna leave her there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. After a while, we're gonna be nothing anyway. You know, I think my grandma, on my mum's side, died oh five. That body's wow. not even probably not even skeleton now, bro. At this point, because obviously after a while the body deteriorates, isn't it? So after like ten years of body being in the ground, it's nothing. But anyway, talking about death too much. Do you know what? No, it's not too much. Listen, man, we have to be able to have these conversations and have them comfortably. Like, people are going to die. Let's not, like, we need to start waking up, man. 
Like people are gonna die in every day, guys. True, we can't man. keep crying about it. We have True. to understand what is that? Yeah. It means that God had a purpose for them to live yeah. until that point, even when it comes to babies. True, and I, and because we've, because yeah. I've yeah. lost so many people, it's like I've had to really yeah. ask God these questions, innit? What was the purpose then? Okay, mm. so your mm. job on earth is done mm. because your job on in heaven will never be done, innit? Mm. It will never be done. We don't forget about the dead because we can't because the job that they came to do is it was done on earth but it's it's just started up there so it turns from physical to subconscious for us that's why i love this generation because i generally feel things you create will live for longer than your life so the generation of our granddad or parents even you know social media we could do a video yeah. That you know will last forever. It could be a podcast that will last for centuries if you can preserve it. It's like <laughs> it will last forever, longer than your life. Big up most high. Most yeah. high said, "Don't left uh, make people evil." It's so true, what but that's a, that's a bit we didn't touch on. Um, what, what did he say? She said, "Dead left ton people evil." It's uh, so true. What that meaning mean? Because I'm a bit slow. Me- on all that. right, so it means that people will fight over the money. So when people dead and there's yeah, money, they will bro. fight. That's Listen. what I always said to my brothers. I was like, "Look, if there's a beef of anything, you just have it. It's easier. I, I don't have time for that." Like, I don't have time for that because literally you, you forget about the good things and you focus on the everyone money. wants the house yeah. you know they start thinking about jewelry grandma had my, my friend my friend had a house and you know the, the sister and his sister and him were arguing and just in the end he said just, just have their thing do you know what I mean it was like, just long it was just like forgetting about mum and forgetting about the, the everything else and now we're focusing on what she left behind which is good and that my whole thing about death is legacy so that's right your legacy like i said is the most important thing what you live for what you stand for and most people um will take the things on what you do and what you say more than when you're gone when you're in here so i know already there's people around me that if i go they're gonna prepare in their life and prepare the children man on them how my friend here she lost her mom at a young age you know what i mean how old is she i'm not quite sure if do you you mind disclosing that babe my own family turned on my mom my children don't even know them all the dead left yeah because Mm-mm. this is what happens so i feel like preparing the children for what's the look look at my brother now like he's 25 yeah, yeah. well my, obviously my brother from my mom because you're my brother yeah. this is my brother you know guys yeah, yeah, yeah. this is actually my real brother so yeah my brother from my mom um mm. he's 25 obviously yeah. my mom's up in like her 60s yeah i prep him even now like and even my mom i'm like is he on you know is he on your tenancy like mm. is certain things done this is because yeah, yeah. i'm saying forget about me and me and my sister like yeah, we're big, good you're big but yeah. make he needs to make sure and then where, where my job comes in now it's like brother like, do you know how to cook like i make him come to my house like i want to see you even f- let me just see you fry an egg because the reality True, is you're right, you're my right. mum is not going to be here for the next 30 40 years Fact. that's the reality and the younger ones are going to feel it the most i always feel like my little brother like my little brother is the same age as your little brother so i'm like they're going to feel it more because they've had like with the oldest one they were there at the foundation they were there and they left home early whatever the middle one like yourself they were like the middle part of your mum. And they, I think the middle child gets the best of every parent. And then the last one is like the baby, innit? So they're the baby. So they're like... Don't let too many people hear you say that. Well, that's just... I think it's the truth. People say it's the first one, but I think it's the middle. Because the first is just the first time you had a child. Second time, okay, just do it right now. Because we've had this... Nah, you're you're blasé. Years of preparation. And then the second child... And then anyway, the third child gets the best. Look at Kamari. What did you tell Kamari. me that she said look facts? At, look I at got Kamari. Look, the last, the last child gets the best because that's <laughs> you got to think about Kamari. He's getting the best of dad because he's got all it's his true. kids. It's true. It's so true. All did it, and then the last child gets the best. <laughs> so my little brother, yeah. I would say, like he gets the best of my mum because she's my yeah. mum's a developed person. You know yeah, what I mean? she thousand percent. Twenty four when she had me, and she was like thirty four when she had him. So yeah, she's definitely moved on in her life. So I think that the youngest one's gonna feed the death more. 
I feel. And like you said, you're preparing your brother, which is great. Yeah, they're, and I'm just making feel- him know he's got me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he's got my sister separately. Yeah, yeah. Than us having each other. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. And and because it's the reality, you know. And we make jokes about it. Because you know, yeah. my mum's a very real person, isn't it? So yeah. she will make jokes. She say, You quiet man, coming soon dead. <laughs> Bless your blood. <laughs> and you know, we have to laugh about it because yeah. if you don't laugh, you know. You just got to take life seriously, man. We're not, we're not here for it. The scary thing about it is you never know when it could be. And that's why people would ask me, why you work so hard? Why do you do all this stuff? I just look at it as like, if every day, like you got to live every day like it's your last. Because one of the days you're going to be right. One of the days you will. So yeah. if I can say, look, Jerome was a workaholic or whatever, he inspired me to do whatever and open this, yeah. this and that. So that's what I'm saying. Like I look, I take myself out of it and I look, everyone's watching me. I'm watching you, you're watching me. I'm saying, okay, Leona's doing this. That's yeah. motivating me. She doesn't even know this, right? She's doing her things now. I'm like, yeah. wow, like, I want to do an event. And now the other day we start speaking about doing an event. Yeah. So <laughs> And then we still got to get him on the TikTok. Don't you think he'll be good on the TikTok, guys? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to jump I'm on I'm telling you, man, he needs his own platform, man. So we want to wrap it up because I've got a long day today. Um, do you want to leave anyone with anything? Do you want to say anything else? Anything we haven't mentioned? Talk about dying a lot but it's fine <laughs> yeah because this is what's happening at the moment i just say just stay in your highs you know stay in your highs lows are gonna be there um when people if someone's calling you and you don't want to answer the phone it's better you get them out of your phone because i'm telling you now people will call you because they need you you know yeah. everyone needs someone right now and Facts. i feel like we're living in a very selfish time where people are not really acknowledging that you know they look mm. at the phone going oh, i don't answer it do you know what <laughs> that person could be the next person that you'd be burying so Never don't know. be the part don't be a part of that that's all i can say but big up yourself TikTok. thank you for being here yes. um yeah we out yeah yeah peace and love every time yes so yeah man i'm back for another episode um yeah it's been good. It's been good. I like doing these. These are therapeutic for me. I like um, touching base on things I'm doing, kind of, you know, give everything clarity. Um, yeah, and it, no matter how, okay, this is what I want to leave people with. No matter how busy you are, you can always find time. And that's what I look at it as. I look at it as like, people make excuses for the things they don't want to do because they're scared, innit? So it's like, whatever you want to do, just do it, man. Like we talked about the life and living and all this stuff, that it all, goes, it all boils down to that. So just do what you say you're going to do, number one, because people just talk too much. So just do what you say you're going to do and do it quickly. Don't add time to it. Don't sit there and be like, oh, I'm going to do. Just do it. Don't even figure it out and try and figure out, okay, it's got to be a perfect way. Because I don't even move like that. The other day, I just booked the session. I said, boom, done. I didn't even plan nothing. Because, again, yeah. we could be sitting here three months. Last time we sat down was three, oh, wait, three months. How long was it? End of January. End of January. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if I don't have that kind of, like, it's kind of aggressive, isn't it? If, aggr- I don't aggressive. if I don't have that aggressive <laughs> approach, Things won't get done. No, I love and it I know though. That, and I know that. And I know that. I'm not going to change that at all. Because um, that's how I am. And that's how things get done. So who knows where this will go? That's how I look at it. Say if you record it, pull it out and it does. Wow, we, you know what I mean? But I need this kind of st- stuff, you know, because oh, it you? keeps you. Yeah, absolutely. People complain about me. No, I love it. I can, listen, we're all human. When, when I came in, I just needed a minute. I could have been there 10 times. I don't know where I'm going. Mm, no, fair enough. And then I'm enough. calling him and he's not answering the phone. I could like, I was doing this. I couldn't, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to turn around and go home in a No, minute. don't do that. You're going to go all the way and go home. Yeah, that's the ignorance in me. That's me. But I thought, do you know what? Wusa, you're late. You're, you know, yeah, it's partly your there fault. We Take accountability, Leona, you mm. know, and get it cracking. So anyway, sorry. Let me not no, finish no, off your good. ending. No, no, it's all good. That was just what I want to say, man. And um, 
yeah, I'll be back for another episode. I'm trying to like commit myself to doing at least four to five a week, whether they're on, on my own, which I do them on my own most of the time, or I invite guests like my lovely sister here. So I'm just here grinding, trying to be the best person I can be. And yeah, just trying to do everything I'm saying I'm going to do. So yeah, this is Jerome from Desire to Inspire Podcast, and I'm out.